0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. This is not the time to be inactive. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We praise you. We worship you. You're holy, you're just, you're true, you're righteous. All blessing flows from you. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Father, you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to your power that works within us. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Glory to God. You're the Lord of our time together. We gather together in your name and you're here just like you've always said you'd be and you are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many got rain? How many got rain? Just a couple of weeks ago. Glory to God. Learn how this faith stuff works. Works every time. Greet greet somebody around you. We're going to be seated. I'm going to endeavor not to keep you real long tonight, but I have some things I want to share with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. God's good. Amen. I gotta get situated here. First John chapter five, if you would. We've dedicated these last two months, July and August, to the subject of faith. When we talk about faith. I oh, want make sure that everybody's on the same page. Remind you. Sometimes we have to hear it. How many of you ever been told something and it turned on the light and then you fell back into the trap as if you didn't know it? Okay, that's why I go over some things. I hound on things like that because I know what I have to do. And I, I guess you're like me. So anyway, thank you, Father, for tonight. Whatsoever, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 4, 1 John. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith here refers to the faith that Jesus gave. It's his faith. And he gave it to us to use as ours. Okay? It's not human faith. Human faith is very fickle because it's a confidence built strictly off of emotion. Okay? The God kind of faith is built on something superior. And it's the same yesterday, today, and for... Okay? Okay? The essence of His his person is in it. God does not speak something. And and here's something else. God does not... I want to make sure you hear this clearly. When God tells you to do something, it's because He does it. Okay? It's like a father teaching a child... If the father required the child to do something that the father doesn't do, would he not be a hypocrite? Yeah. No. You see what you see what? So there's no variance in him. So when God speaks, the essence of His being is there, and faith, which is a spiritual substance, Hebrews 11, 1, Now faith is the substance. That word substance is the word essence or person of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen Romans 10 17 and this kind of faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God everybody with that so this is the faith that he's talking about using and he says this is the victory that overcomes the world Every, everyone that's born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world. When he's referring to the word world here he's referring to the systems set up by the God of this system or the God of this world. Okay? There are various systems. Everything has a system. Okay? I'm, I'm going over this because I want you to make sure you're on the same page when I go to what I'm going to go to everything has a system a structure to it now it can be a messed up system how many of you got it messed up how many of you, I have a system for years on my desk it's messed up are you following so it's a, it can be a messed up system alright and it can be unjust and unfair system Everything has a system. There's an educational system. There is a political system. There's various political systems in the world. Okay, There is also uh, uh, economic systems. The economic systems of this world are messed up. Political systems are unjust. We see a two-tier uh, justice system operating in America right now. Uh, So these systems can be messed up, especially if they're designed by the God, the little G, God of this world, who is Satan, who had to sneak his way into getting Adam and Eve to commit high treason against the Father God. Everybody with that? Okay, building a foundation. We'll get excited here in a minute. All right. Let me read the rest of that. Uh, verse 5. And who, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So we are to overcome these systems. Everybody say overcome them. Overcome. Uh, that phrase really means to, when it says overcome, it means to continually conquer the world continually conquer the world. I want to hear I want to say that again, continually conquer the world. These systems are not meant to conquer the believer. okay? Did you hear me? And anytime we let these systems conquer the believer, then guess what? We're not operating in the God kind of faith. Everybody with that? Okay. No matter what kind of system. And here's, here's the sad thing. And I, I just... I'm, I'm, the, the church has gotten it wrong, but God's helping us get it right. We're repenting. Repenting means change your mind. For, as a pastor for years, I see, I see people with their kids, they grow up in church. They leave the church and go into adulthood and they turn their back on God. Why is that? Because we're not understanding how to defeat these systems. They don't know how to defeat them. Everybody with with understanding? This is not condemnation. This is just fact we need to deal with. This is not condemnation to anybody. Okay? We need to learn. we, We think we know how to operate in faith and we hit and miss it the just live by this faith. And what we've done is we've categorized it versus living by it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We put church and this, we've done exactly what this system, the worldly system wants us to do. Keep your faith inside the building on Sunday morning. You can pray, you can jump and shout, you can do all of that, but don't dare use it to go out there in your everyday life and defeat these systems that are designed against you. Are you with that? So God is teaching us something on another level. In fact, all the gifts of the Spirit, listen carefully. We talk about the gifts of the Spirit, which we've never really done a deep study in, and we will. But the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are for the edifying of the body of Christ. Right? Do you know what we've used them for? Nothing but to encourage those that are already saved. The word edify means to build up. The gifts of the Spirit were in operation on the day of Pentecost when Peter stood up, 3,000 people got saved. Right. Who was he talking to? Non believers at the moment. And when you start getting on that scale, now you're understanding the purpose of these gifts of the Spirit. It's not for us, listen carefully, I, I, don't misunderstand a word I'm saying. We've used it in one category. We've categorized it in the building. What about you having a word of knowledge for somebody out there on the street? Come on, yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah, amen. What about, a, what about prophecy to somebody that's on the street and you tell their dark secrets? And all of a sudden, how did you know that? I knew that by the Spirit of God. He's here, he sent me here to deliver you. Are you following what I'm saying? We've categorized this stuff and God is saying, I want you, and we've categorized it and we've done exactly what the world's systems wanted us to do with our faith. Keep it inside the four walls. Are you following? And the church even believes this, that we ought to stay out of politics. You know why politics is dirty? Because the church has stayed out of it. That's why we got we got people that occupy the White House and you know the the legislative body that are corrupt as the day is long yeah. Yep. Yeah. we've categorized it are you following me now, I'm not I'm just I'm helping us say, you can't repent from something you don't know you need to repent from right. so God has giving us wisdom everybody say wisdom Same thing is true when it comes to the area of the economic system, which we're going to deal with a little bit tonight, the economic system. In the book, don't turn there. We'll get there later on, but I'm going to to refer to it. In the book of Haggai, chapter number four, I mean chapter one. I said chapter four. Chapter one. You're going to find out, this is what he says. You go out there and you work for wages to put it in pockets, got holes in it. And when you start checking it all out, you're going to find out that it was inflated. It means to inflate, which means inflation. You work hard, you get your money, but it goes through. Like you never had it. I'm relating to anybody here tonight. Okay. The other aspect of this, we talk about the economic system, is the body of Christ has not understood that God wants us to use faith for more than what you need. I'm going to tell the story again And if you say, well, Brother Ronnie, I know this story. You've really been hounding it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to be like Peter. As long as I'm in this body, I think it's needful that I stir you up by way of remembrance. (laughs) (laughs) Zona and I, when I, our second child was a baby, an infant, and, uh, uh, we had Nita and, and Joa, and he was an infant at the time. Matthew wasn't even born. I was working a job, construction job. Zona was working. She had a job. She was working up here, actually. And, and we'd go home in the evening after working in the heat. And by the way, it was roofing, so you'll know. And uh, we'd work in the heat, and then i had to come home, and I'd have to work in the garden. Not because I wanted a garden, because we had to have a garden. Okay? We was living from paycheck to paycheck. Those were the days that you had Coke bottles. Coke bottles could be returned for the deposit on them. And if you saved enough Coke bottles, they'd give you the money for the Coke bottles, and then you could, you know, use it to buy whatever you need to. And I'd save up the Coke bottles to buy half a gallon of milk. I'm working in that garden one afternoon after getting off of work, and as I'm working in that garden, I'm griping to God the whole time, and I call it prayer, just like a lot of Christians. And I'm hoeing in the garden wanting to know why, why I tithe, but it just don't go nowhere. I mean, we make it, but it's from paycheck to paycheck. You understand? There's no accumulation. I just want to, I want you to remember something. It takes wisdom for wealth. That means you're going to have to have some revelation knowledge. I'm griping to God. I gripe for 15 minutes. I finished my prayer because God let me with hoeing the beans and my frustration wearing myself out that's how much strength I had from working all day, <laughs> 15 minutes worth <laughs> anyway the Holy Spirit just quiet the whole time I'm praying and then he all, all of a sudden he says Ronnie the trouble with you is you're stingy and I said what do you mean I'm stingy you mean it's too much to ask to have enough for my four And he said, precisely, all you've asked for is your four and no more. Majority of the body of Christ wants to deal with finances for what they want to do. You get into Haggai chapter number one, and you're going to find out, God says, you go home, you run to your house every day, but my house is in ruin. My house is in ruin. And you are saying, you're saying when you go to your house, it's not time to build God's house yet. He said, because you're saying that, when is it time to build it if it ain't now? Come on. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hello? Yep. And he said, just look. You, put, you earn wages, you earn a little bit, you sow much you reap little. Now, many people think that I'm talking about an offering right now. I'm not. I'm talking about getting some wisdom to you. Stretching your faith. Faith for finances. Faith for finances. When's the last time you asked the Lord, give me some extra money because I'm going to use my faith beyond what I need. Yeah. See, if, you're going, if we're going to fulfill what God wants us to do, what God's been dealing with us, it's going to take faith to go beyond what you need. But when you get it, you better ask God for the wisdom to operate in it. If you ask for wisdom, then you're going to move into another realm. Now, let me show you something that's very powerful right here. We'll get into some. We're going to talk about wisdom in just a minute. Why do I talk about this? Is life consumed with this? No. But I want you to hear this. Faith is the currency of the heavenly realm. Faith is the currency of the heavenly realm. Now, that means that's what we exchange. We exchange in the unseen realm to bring it into reality, okay? We start with the promise of God. Okay? Start with a promise. Let me set that aside for a minute to help you understand. We are created a three-dimensional being. You You live life on three dimensions. You're a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay? Each one of these dimensions has a realm that we live in. How many of you know you have a body, so therefore you live in a physical realm? Okay? A realm. Let me define that for you. A realm is a kingdom or a field or an endeavor. endeavor. Excuse, let me back up here. A kingdom, a field, or a dominion of activity or interest. Do you have a physical interest in this life? Yes, you do. Do you have a soulish interest in life? Absolutely. you have a spiritual one? Sure you do. So you have three of... You're three-dimensional and you have three different realms. Some churches will not talk about what I'm talking about tonight because after all, God's not interested. That's not true. God's interested in every dimension. And He wants you to conquer in that field or that realm or domain. Are you following? Listen to what John said in 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health, even as thy soul prospers. He's talking about prosperity in every level. What is prosperity? It's doing well. Now, if faith is the currency in the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm. The physical realm's currency, listen carefully, is not the dollar bill. It's labor. Are you listening? The currency in the physical realm is labor. What do you do? You trade your labor for dollars. Right? Everybody with that? So the currency, what are you doing? You're trading. You are absolutely exchanging, if you would, the same thing you are with faith. You're doing with labor. Okay? And when, you know, when I got out of high school, well, before I got out of high school, The last two years of high school, all the way from now, on, you know, I have exchanged my labor for the currency of our government, the economic system. The currency of the economic system in our country is the U.S. dollar. You follow? Okay. The currency of the soulish realm is enthusiasm, or another word could be inspiration. Because that moves you from where you're at to where you're inspired to be. Are you following me? It's an exchange from where you're at to where you are headed. That's why you need to have a dream or a vision. Faith without a hope. Faith, faith has to have hope. Right. Okay? And what gets you off of your blessed assurance? You know, the, what we call blessed assurance. What, what makes you move? Inspiration. That's the soulless realm. The mistake that we make is get these systems mixed up and we use our human emotion and interchange it with the spiritual substance called faith. And when the spiritual substance of faith is not there because it's misdirected by human emotion, then all the devil has to do to sabotage you is mess up your emotions and, and hijack them. Just, you know, put something in the way and then all of a sudden you lose all your enthusiasm to move in that direction. You ever feel like quitting? What do you, th- what do you, what do you think? That is? Faith doesn't quit because faith is not based off of emotion. It's based off of the Word of God. We can overcome this system. Well, we got to get a clear understanding. You follow? And a lot of Christians, uh, 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 a lot of good, well-intended people go to church, they tithe, but they don't know how to use faith for finances. They'll get a little bit of windfall for a little bit, but they don't know how to be consistent. Okay? They don't know how to be consistent. And then when they get the windfall, usually because we've been programmed by this system, this worldly system, this economic system that's designed against us, it's designed to make you a slave to it. You follow? Let, let, Let me stop here just a minute. I know you're right. I want you to stop with me just a moment and think. Let's get our thinking cap on. What would you do If you had sufficiency to fulfill anything you desired financially. Most people can't handle what I just said. I'm still, God's taking me a little bit higher, but I'm still I'm still dreaming. That has, that has to be fed into you. You follow? That's why you need to write it down. Write the vision. Make it plain that those that read it may run with it. And the word read there doesn't mean th- those that have read it. It means those that read it. Yeah. Continues to read it. Thank God for the word of God. We can continue to read it and get inspired by it and motivated by To move. Think about what the New Testament says. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. Now, how does he do it? By the power that works within you. What power is that? That's the power of the Holy Spirit now taking the Word of God and revealing it to your spirit and now your spirit becomes fed and exercised and dominates you in the realm of the spirit, therefore keeping you motivated, keeping you inspired, keeping you ready. 90% of the body of Christ that goes to church, they go because they have to. I just got to go. I know I don't want to go to hell. There's no inspiration in that. Think about this. What if God put you in a position that you could do? You've already done everything you want to do. Now, I, I want you to get this. What do you think? What's the Microsoft guy? Bill Gates. What do you think he's doing? He's inspired by the devil, I can tell you right now. Okay? He's got more money, and now he's beyond anything he could desire. And so now he's throwing money at at things that you have no idea what he's throwing money at. Because this guy is not honoring God. He's not spirit-led. This system now He has become part of the system. George Soros. Why would George Soros want to sabotage America's government? Why would he want to do so? Why would he want to do that? Because he's inspired by the devil. Are you following what I'm saying? And the body of Christ has not understood that what God wants to do. In that same book, Haggai, because they repented, God says, I'm going to shake heaven and earth one more time. The gold and silver is mine. You understand now what we're talking about to get us ready for something like that. What would you have as, and I'm not talking about winning the lottery, so don't even think about it. But if you do, just don't forget to tithe. <laughs> well what would, what would you do if all of a sudden you had a great rim fall of 10 million, 100 million? Most people can't handle it because they can't, they're not inspired. I never intended to say none of that stuff. Okay. It's going to take faith for finances, wisdom for wealth. What God wants to do in these last days, and we live in the last of the last days, He's going to pour out of His Spirit upon all flesh, but I'm going to tell you, when that happens, there's going to be... You start reading the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost when that came. Man, 3,000 people added to the church in one day. Three. What? What if you came next Sunday, and we just had the thousand that we're believing for? Would, would there be some logistic problems? Of course, it would be. It would, it, I would enjoy that kind of. Yes. It's a whole. I mean, that one there would be exciting. Okay, but, but but what would happen? There would be a whole. I mean, we're talking. All of a sudden, we got a we got a problem. And we think about this: if you if we if we had five hundred people, five hundred people to cram into the what two restrooms we got? <laughs> would it would it? In other words, when people show up, it's going to take more. Yeah. Right. It's going to take more. And to understand what we're we're referring to is God is saying to us, I need you to prepare yourself to increase. The housing problem would, it's it's a great problem to have, but you couldn't just do it for a long period. Are you you listening? I'll move on. Some things I need to hold for a little while. Okay. There are great things that God wants in store for us. Now, go with me. There, there's faith for finances, but there's also, listen carefully, faith for wisdom. If you're going to have wealth, you have to walk in wisdom. Wealth is not en- enough, wealth is more than enough, it's riches. Everybody with that? Everybody say wisdom. Wisdom. It's going to take wisdom for wealth. Let's go to James chapter 5. Why am I talking like this? I'm talking like this to help you to see God's always... This is what he said. Go out in the highways and the hedges so that my house will be filled. I want his house filled. Everybody say, full. Glory to God. All right. We talked about this a little bit last Wednesday night, and I'm going to pick pick back up on it in just a minute, but I want you to hear this. It's going to take wisdom. Remember we talked about that there were talents given in Luke chapter 19 to 10 servants. The master went away to receive a kingdom. He's coming back and he's going to require, what did you do with my, my, my uh, pound that I gave each one of you? Okay. Uh, some of them went and doubled them. One of them went and hid. Right? Okay. Now, He said, this is what he said when he went, he said, go trade, go trade them. The word trade there means to make gains by trading or doing business. Now, and then he says, occupy till I come. What is the word occupy? To carry out the business of a banker or a trader. What have we been trained to do in America, the system, the educational system. Get an education, get a good job, just stay with it. And then, you know, when you reach 65 or so, you can retire. Now they've bumped it up, 67. And we're going we're to rely on the insecurity system. Okay? And that's what we've been trained to do. So the majority of Americans have, listen carefully, have been trained to consume, not trade. And that, that's Christians too. Consume, not trade. Now, it's automatic you're going to consume. How many of you ate something before you came here tonight? Are you going to eat something before you go to bed tonight? No, well, you're going to fast... <laughs> Alright, you ate today. Yes. That meant you consumed something. So you're gonna consume. But you haven't been trained to, to trade, do business. Okay? Majority of us. I didn't know what I'm telling you, I did not know until I was in my early thirties. Okay? by the way I don't find anywhere in the scripture that there's a cutoff date to do this all right, all right. Come on. okay alright just leaving it right there why is this important because this system is unraveling alright you found James chapter 1 remember wisdom for wealth verse number 5 if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. How does he give it? Liberally. And upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. That means he does not chew them out. So in other words, have you ever noticed when one of the prophets in the Bible had a visitation from an angel or something, and the angel showed him something he did not understand, and he says, what is this? And he says, you don't know what these are? And then he proceeds to tell him. If he would have upbraided him, said, you ought to know better than that. And he didn't know what it was. That's, God never does that. God doesn't take, when you ask a question, liberty to chew you out. When you ask a question, God wants you to have the wisdom. Okay? It's okay to ask God questions. What has religion told you? You're never supposed to ask God why. I've always been told that from religious people. My dad never said that, but I mean from religious people. You're not supposed to ask God any questions. Really? If I can't ask him, who can I ask that I have the real answer? So ask wisdom. Ask for wisdom. He'll liberally give it. But let him ask how? Let him ask in what? How? In faith. So faith for wisdom. Faith for wisdom. I'm going to give this to you here in just a minute. Nothing wavering. You can't wave. So you can't be wavering. And that's going to come back to help us here in a minute. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you waver, you've got to ask in faith. Faith does not waver. In other words, it is not built off of enthusiasm or emotion. It's built off of God's Word. You follow? You follow? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. There's been a lot of us that have been unstable financially because we didn't know that we could ask for the wisdom. Can you pull that up in the Passion Translation, please? And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. I love that. Just make sure you ask empowered by a confident faith without doubting that he will rec- you will receive. For the ambivalent Im- Thank you. And and beloved, thank you. Hindala Besaya. Person believes one minute and then doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the winds. You're up one minute, tossed down the next. When you are half hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Well, wow. Now, here's what I want you to grasp. Why is it that people sometimes that don't even serve God have more confidence that they can get a handle on finances than we in the church? Why is that? Because we've been told we've been trained God's not interested. And subconsciously we're afraid of it. And we're afraid of failure. We're afraid we're not we're going to fail. Are you you here? And God's not giving you that spirit of fear. You don't need to fear failure. I say that one more time. You don't need to fear failure. You don't need to. But that's what we we come up with. We're afraid we're going to fail. There is no failure in God. Okay. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Y'all here? Still love Jesus? Alright, go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. I'll read it out of the King James first. We will read it out of the Passion. We're talking about wisdom here. Faith for wisdom. And particularly wisdom in the area of the finances for wealth. Let's start with verse 3. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canest desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those that lay upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Now we're going to read that out of the Passion Translation, and I want to pull it up here in my iPad for a reason, because there's a note here. Okay, let's start here with verse 13. Blessings pour over the ones who find wisdom where they have obtained loving, or excuse me, living understanding. Now this is worth making a note right here because the Hebrew text implies that wisdom gives the ability, listen carefully, that wisdom gives the ability to take raw facts and draw right conclusions and meaning from them. Wisdom I'm going to say that one more time. Gives the ability to take raw facts and draw right conclusions and meaning from them. Now, since we're talking about the system of economics and the wisdom for wealth, here's what I want you to see we've got to take the facts and draw right conclusions. Okay? You're not born with wisdom. Babies do not have the ability to take raw facts and draw right conclusions. Okay, so if you have a field that you're dealing with this system, so it has to be the field uh, uh, of economics or the field of finances or wealth, you have to get Wisdom. You have to get it. Okay? He says in the book of Proverbs, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. You have to get it. It doesn't just come on top of you, John, and set on your head. And then when the sun comes up in the morning, gets a little hot, just melts down, soaks all down in you. Doesn't do that. You have to get wisdom. You have to get it. If you don't get wisdom, then the wisdom of this world can fool you. Did you hear what I just said? If you don't get God's wisdom, then the wisdom of this world will fool you. That's exactly what's done with the economic systems of the fiat currencies. Those systems, those currencies, are backed up by nothing more than a promissory note by the good faith of the U.S. government. Are you following? and the U.S. government is losing its good faith. Okay. The currency of heaven is backed up by something that has intrinsic value. It doesn't lose its value. It's always the same store of value. It's called God's word. Are you following? So now we, we're getting a little understanding that the U.S. dollar can be manipulated, but God's word cannot be manipulated. You, you have to understand the parallels. We're talking about a spiritual realm, but we're also talking about in the physical realm. So you're over here trading the currency of your labor now for something that is exchanged... In the economic system called the U.S. dollar, that is set up by a government that that, that gives you a promissory note that you're losing faith in. Are you following me? So, where is the wisdom? What is the wisdom that God has for us to overcome this system? That's where we're headed. What's well, the wisdom? We have to get that wisdom. This doesn't just drop on top of you. Listen what I'm talking about now? I've studied, I you know, I stayed in it today. I studied, I studied, I studied, I study, I study, because it's not laying on the surface. Okay. And and you know, I like to feel good, but I want to tell you, it's gonna take consistency at what I'm talking about. God will give you a God dream and you'll follow His directions. If you'll follow His directions, He'll fulfill it. I'm even talking about financially. So wisdom, God's wisdom is the ability to take raw facts and draw right conclusions and meaning from them. Now listen to what it says again. Blessings pour out from the ones who find God's wisdom for they have obtained living understanding. As wisdom increases, listen carefully. As wisdom increases, a great treasure is imparted. Greater than the bars of refined gold. It is much more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones. For there is nothing you desire that can, could compare to her. Wisdom extends to you long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness and her words release both law and mercy. Now listen carefully. I want you to hear this. Both law and mercy. There are laws that govern financial systems. You have to get the wisdom to understand those laws and work those laws right. You've, let me ask you, if, how many of you know there's the law of gravity? Yeah. What happens if I violate the law of gravity? It will be my downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If you violate the laws that govern the financial system, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be your downfall. We're not talking about your intents. We're not, we're not talking about a, if you're a good person or not. We're not talking about if you love Jesus. Okay? Every one of you here love Jesus or you wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night, I promise. Okay? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about getting wisdom to operate in the laws that govern these systems. Okay? And particularly the system, the economic system of God. Okay? Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Okay, out of her mouth flows righteousness. Her words release both law and mercy. I love financial mercy. (laughs) When I have violated the laws. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The ways of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you into the place of wholeness. Are you ready for this? Drawing you into the place of wholeness. The Hebrew word translated here as wholeness can also mean peace or prosperity. Seeking for her brings the discovery and untold blessings. And she is the healing tree of life to those that taste her fruits. Okay. You being here tonight, you're going to get pieces of wisdom. Pieces of wisdom. Now, first of all, I want to make sure you understand that we have to begin to make sure that we do not want wealth, not finances, wealth to try to determine our worth. That's not the purpose of wealth. Purpose of wealth is not determining your worth. Your worth is found in Christ. Money can't buy that. Your worth was purchased with the blood of Jesus and there ain't no no amount of money could buy that. Okay? Okay. The world loves money. We don't love money. We love Jesus. Therefore, we love people and we use money. You follow that? The world uses money or loves money and uses people. You have to make sure that that is, that is your mindset. Okay? Okay. And the way, listen carefully, the way that you will know that is your ability to give when God tells you to give. (laughs) See, some of you nervous again. People think I'm going to take up, I'm not taking up an offer. I'm trying to, because that has to be the foundation. If not, there are some that were drawn away for the love of money they didn't intend to. They didn't start off that way, but they didn't have a sure foundation that kept them true. And as a result, money drew them away, preachers included. And now everybody, the world looks at, looks at anybody's got money and they think, man, they're, 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 man they're, they're smart. Listen, we read in the book of Ecclesiastes not long ago, there was... Solomon saw this wisdom under the earth and it was strange to him. And he said, There was a small city and it was surrounded by the enemy. They built great bulwarks against it. And there was a poor man in that city who, by wisdom, delivered the city out of that enemy's hand. But that poor man was not remembered. For the wisdom that he used to deliver that city. He wasn't thought of him as important. Yet the city wouldn't have been delivered if it wasn't for the wisdom of that poor man. Are you following? Yeah. The world looks at how much wealth a person has and determines that that's what they're, they're, they're worth. Please do not think that we are talking about wisdom determining, I mean wealth determining your worth. We're talking about you already know your worth. And we're going to use money. You follow? Money's meant to be used. Everybody with that? That's the first thing you've got to map out The second thing is we need to get wisdom on how to use. We need to be wise as serpents, wise as serpents, wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Jesus said that. So we need to get into a position, let God get us into a position whereby we can take the the wealth of this system and use it for the kingdom of God. You can be a blessing to your family, but you, you're going to be a blessing to more than just your family. Everybody with that? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple of things to, real quickly. The first piece of wisdom is understand this particular number. It's a, it's a two-digit number, and I want you to always remember it. It's the number 72. How many of you have ever heard of the rule of 72? Okay, a few of us have. The rule of 72 is a number that bankers use. I've heard that. That's the way it was was given to me. Bankers use it, but it's used not just in the banking system. It's used in any kind of money-making system. And this is what it is. This means that any number that you divide, like if I'm getting 6% on money, I divide it into the number of 72. When I do that, that determines or tells me how long it will take. Let's say if I took $1,000 getting 6% interest, that means it would take 12 years to take $1,000 and turn it into $2,000. Okay. if I took 12% and divided it into 72 it would only take 6 years to turn $1,000 into $2,000 so you made time work for you when you understand the rate of return everybody with that Now, here is the problem. Since we've not been conditioned or had understanding or mindset, this is outside our paradigm. This is used against us every day. I didn't say for us, I said against us. What do you think credit cards do? We are at an all-time high for credit card debt. All-time. In our whole history, we are at halt, all-time high. Credit card interest is not gone down. It's went up. Probably... of all credit card debt is used for non-essentials. It's used against you. Somebody's using it, but it's used against you. Okay? Now, I'm not saying this under condemnation. We have to break this mindset. Do you, you follow what I'm saying? It's used against us. We can use this when we begin to understand it. That's what he was telling that those, the guys that he gave his, his pound to in Luke chapter 19, that master. And he told the guy that came and hid the Lord's, his Lord's master's money. He said, you could have put it to the bank and gone some kind of interest. Okay? So we, everybody say trading. The fear, the fear of trading, doing business. We have been trained, and I'm talking about mindset, trained. I don't mean, it's, it's subtle. I'll put it that way. It's not blatant, it's subtle. We have been Trained. That security is above freedom. You don't think so? Look at 9-11. Look at how much freedom we lost. Trying to secure. Okay? So we've, we've been trained that security is most important. When in reality, freedom is. I'll put it another way. Financial freedom is better than financial security. Right. Yeah. Financial freedom is better than financial security. In fact, your true security is found in your freedom. Okay? Now, the bankers not only use that against us, that's rule of 72, so does, well, that is the banking system, the Federal Reserve, because they adjust the inflation rate. Have you ever noticed that they, they adjust it? Do you know that it wasn't until 1913 that they ever came into being? The founding fathers were afraid of a central bank. They didn't want a central bank. That's why they didn't set one up when they founded the country. So 1913, this what we call the Federal Reserve, which is not the Fed, it's a banking system. They set the interest rates. The reason why they do that, they lend all this money out, and then they take it all back in. They lend it back out, and they take it back in. Nobody knows. That's what, uh, uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, uh, he was a, uh, U.S. congressman has been pushing to get the Federal Reserve audited. And the Federal Reserve is pushing us into a financial mess. They, they want inflation, but they want it at a certain level. They don't care over... Do you know why? Because it can eat away slowly and you don't know it. But when inflation goes... to probably 10 or 12% like we were screaming about last year. All of a sudden, they want to bring that down. Because they want it to be subtle. Are you following me? Everybody with what I'm saying? These are pieces of wisdom to help you understand what is going on. Now, we can sit here and talk about the problem all day long. I don't want to talk about the problem, but I'm trying to help you understand the system and how it works. It, 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 you can take this and use it to your advantage. Okay? For example, we all save. We go down here. The average American does this they go to work, get their paycheck. And they probably have a savings account where they go and deposit there in their checkbook or their checking account. And they may put, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks in there or whatever. And they do it over a long period of time. At the end of the year, they probably got $1,000 saved up. Have you ever asked the bank what they're giving you to use your money for a year? I doubt if you can get a half a percent. But they're using your money for a year to go out here and loan it back to you when you buy a car. And they get the difference. Are are you understanding? Okay. We've been taught to save. At the same time we're doing that, the prices are being inflated. inflated to buy, to buy a brand new pickup like I would like, probably it' cost about 80 to hundred thousand dollars. 80 to hundred thousand. brand new one. That's why I don't drive a brand new one. okay? We would call that essential because of our paradigm, the way we think. That's not essential. It's a mode of transportation. And I don't need a fancy eighty dollars to $100,000 pickup. Listen carefully. Oh, it looks nice, but it's... Why not take that and buy a rent house? You so said, can you buy a rent house for 100000 Well, maybe. Are you following what I'm talking about? That pickup is not essential. But we buy that brand new pickup And by the way, the average new car payment is over $750 a month. Average. Okay? Anyway. Y'all love love me, don't you? You're loving me right now. Pastor Ronnie, you're not telling me how to get out. You're telling me all the stuff that's going wrong. We're going to get out of it. Just stay with it. Okay? But we've been taught to train. and We've not been taught. At the same time, they're giving us a half a percent. When we borrow any money, they're loaning it back to us and they're probably charging us no telling what? Eight, nine, ten percent. I don't know. Depending on your credit record. But the government's also inflating it. Because they're printing more promissory notes. And so now that within a year if you have a 10% inflation rate take 10% off the purchasing power of that $1000. So you would have to have $1090 to buy at least or 1000 I mean $1100 to buy at least what you would have bought a year ago with a thousand. you see what what we're talking about yeah. doesn't take long they've always wanted it at a certain level 2 or 3% so it's subtle you follow but now we're getting into a realm whereby it's exploding because we got 31 trillion dollars in American debt it's really more than that but 31 trillion dollars in debt point. $6 trillion has been added to the deficit in the last five months. Interest has to be paid on all that money they borrowed. So the more the interest rate goes, the more interest we have to pay as taxpayers just to maintain the debt. Not pay it off. That's why coming September, there's going to be a big fight in Congress about those that want to up the debt limit. And you know, the government's going to shut down. Okay. And, and we're all going to die. Okay. And so they'll come in. Well, we made a deal. They up the, they up the debt ceiling. They increase more spending. Do you, you, you ought to just go one time and do a day study on how much money is wasted on nonsense. $50 million just to find out what a bug does to reproduce. $50 million. $50 million. Okay? It's a system that is designed for the politicians and the 1%. Now, I don't... I'm not trying to get you to in them. You just need to hold them accountable. But then you need to understand how it works so that you can take advantage of it because it's not going to work any longer for you to go get, make, get wages to keep putting that wage in a pocket that's got a hole in it. How about having a gold and silver savings account? Gold and silver is not going to go down. It's going to go up. You can start a gold and silver savings account for $100 a month. $100 a month, you can build a gold and silver savings account. Now, I'm not just talking about saving in that. I'm not talking about trying to buy assets that reproduce. Now, I'm going to be closing with this. I never knew this. Always, always wondered, and I've always had the entrepreneur-type attitude. Don't misunderstand. That's what made me investigate it. But money is supposed to reproduce. It can have babies. And the babies can have babies. And the original money can have grandbabies. But how do I do that? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Now you're going to have to do some homework on your own because I can't legally tell you everything to do. I'm not advising you. This is not investment advice. I'm just telling you there is. it's possible. But we've got to, we've got to be trained. And you've got to use time and consistency. Everybody say time and consistency. consistency. What we're talking about is making faith a way of life. Now what did he say? In James, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. who will give it to him. If you will ask God in faith, he'll give you the wisdom. Now you may have to set your, you may have to go out here and search for it. You may, you may have to pay for it. I paid for $400 worth of wisdom today. worth of wisdom today. Cost me $400. Okay? What do you think investment in books are? Classes are. You have to learn this. Because you're not accustomed to it. I wasn't accustomed to it. Okay? I just thought, you know, I'm going to go out here and go to work. Put money in a savings account. And I thought, Well dear God, it ain't it's not really a savings account, it's a put and take account. I put it in there and I take it out. And it's usually because I have that savings account so I can take it out because I need new tires. Are you all with me? Am I making sense to you? I can't cover all this tonight, so just did you, did you hear anything that the Holy Spirit ignited on the inside yes. of you? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Glory to God. He's helping you. Yeah. You, can, you can invest in a book. The book may cost you hundred dollars. If it, it's worth 100 dollars too, if you, it'll make you a thousand. Okay? I heard, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. The wisdom guy. Odell. Mike Murdoch. I heard Mike Murdoch. He said, I'll pay, I'll pay. He said, I'll pay $100 for that book to just get one idea out of it. One, one idea. One. Wisdom is your friend. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. You're talking to all of us. And you've given us your faith so that we can overcome this worldly system. You don't want your people begging bread. Lord, help us to discipline us, ourselves. Help us to break out of a paradigm that's kept us trapped in a rat race. whereby we can be freed financially to do whatever you want us to do. It is possible. Glory to God. I want somebody here. I want somebody. I got to tell you, somebody here tonight say, I I would love to be in a position I could do whatever I I, I wanted, what God wanted me to do. Just do it. Well, it's possible, but you're going to have to break out of that paradigm And you're not using it for prestigious purposes. Thank you, Jesus. You're not using it to note your worth. You're already worthy by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. I give you praise that none of us in the sound of my voice are going, we're making a decision tonight. We will never, ever be broke another day of our lives. We're never going to be. Because we're going to use our faith. We're going to operate it on a daily basis. We're going to let your wisdom discipline us. Glory to God. Give us godly appetites. Take right now, Father, I thank you for taking away those appetites of consumption. We're not not drunk on having things. Glory to God. There's nothing wrong with nice things, nice house. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're not drunk with it. We're sober. We're vigilant because we discern the time. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord, I thank you. The spirit of wisdom is here. And revelation is here. Lord, we give you the praise and thanksgiving. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Don't take your wisdom and not pay attention to it. You're asking asking for it. Pay attention to it. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Don't waver with it. In other words, don't vacillate with it. God's given you wisdom. You've been praying for this wisdom and God's given you some wisdom. Do not vacillate with it. Begin to apply it. Right? Take your notebook and begin to write things down. Begin to say, Lord, I'm believing for you to be at this certain place this time next year. I'm believing for it. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. During the Great Depression, all we have seen, if you've ever saw any of those, during the Great Depression, what we call the Great Depression, my mom and dad lived through the Depression. I, I, I wasn't born yet. If I, if I lived through the Great Depression, I really looked good. That's right. <laughs> but I remember them telling some things. And all you saw, if you go back and look at those uh, videos and documentaries, you're going to find out just people in bread lines. Hundreds, thousands of them in bread lines. Okay? But at the same time, there were people that were made very wealthy during that time period. they had some insight some wisdom when you get very wealthy then you start, you start having an impact on humanity right. and that's the goal yes. that's the goal that's the goal glory to God are you here? Yes. You, love, you love Jesus? Yes. I'm glad y'all came tonight I'm glad that you're here glory to God we're going to be starting in September, our uh, the 10th, our Omega Institute of Learning classes. If you need more information to be somebody in the for you, there I'd be glad to help you. We want to get you signed up, ready to go, because we're looking for 300, 300 yeah, people that are that are dedicated. Yeah. And we're going to turn the south side upside, uh, right side up, right. not upside down, right side up. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Father, we leave this place tonight. We thank you for your grace surrounding us like a shield, following us everywhere we go. We thank you, Father God, that we hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. We thank you that you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke, we declare. Say it with me. We declare. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy tragedy. named among any of us. And Father, fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives that your love just oozes out of us and touches those that we come in contact with. To minister to them the gospel. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. We'll be right here in the morning, 10 o'clock. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.